Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is May 19th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome back to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and yes, I have gone back to the old intro. I couldn't help myself. Uh, I just wasn't really feeling last week's intro. I listened to it a few times, and I was like, eh, wasn't set and concrete enough. It was kind of all over the place, so I said I just want to keep the intro um, as is. So... Uh, this episode I'm actually very excited about, and here's why. Um, the last month and a half has been, you know, not a ton of news, a lot of, you know, predicting the future, stuff like that. And I, I realized, you know, last week I realized I can't keep talking about the future of Tory Crew. My head is going to blow off. There's already going to be a lot of that in the, coming up in the future. If the season, you know, if the season comes back and it ends, you know, then it's going to start to kick up again. So I just. I needed a break from it. Um, and I started to realize, why don't I start having, you know, players and prospects on? Like, I think that would be, there's a great time for it. You know, interesting prospects, interesting players on uh, to interview. And this week uh, is Curtis Hall. Uh, now, Curtis Hall was a fourth round pick by the Bruins in 2018. Uh, picked uh, 119th overall. Uh, finished, just finished up his second year at Yale. Uh, this year at 27 points, and I believe it was 27 games. So he was a point per game player. Um, and if he, if it was, if ended, if it was 28, then he was almost a point per game per player. Uh, whatever. But he's one of those guys that's kind of flown under the radar as one of their really good prospects. Um, big kid, fast, skilled, good two way centerman. Um, you know, I just wrote something on Jack Stadnika. And at the beginning, I talk about how the Bruins are going to have some turnover in the future with Bergeron and Krejci leaving at some point in these next, you know, five, ten years. Uh, Curtis Hall is easily one of those guys who could slot in um, and be a legit centerman for the Boston Bruins in the upcoming years. And I think I think he's an interesting kid. I bet first uh, interviewed him, talked to him at his first development camp in 2018. Um, and he was a good kid. He's just, you know, down-to-earth guy. You know, and I feel like we had a good conversation in this. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy this. There are more prospects to come uh, in the coming weeks. I will roll those out as they happen. Uh, but first, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, and you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack as they are bringing the Vegas experience to you missing the nfl no problem bet online has live daily madden nfl 20 simulations you can wager on those are as i say every week are actually fun uh, because it it it, it, because you're betting on it it makes you feel like 
you, you have a stake in the game, which is, I think, the most important thing. That's all we want right now. Um, and if you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50. Again, promo code CLNS50. Bet online at your online wagering solution. So before we get into the interview with Curtis Hall, we also have a message from Cedric Maxwell on Awaken 180. And then we get into the very exciting interview with Curtis Hall. As you know by now, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health by starting Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I've already dropped about 18 pounds, and I'm not the only one. Kendrick Perkins is down about 30 pounds, and we're just two of 11,000 who found the solution for weight loss. No gym, no medication, no tricks, or gimmicks. Awaken 180, a combination of science, nutrition, and expert one-on-one coach. If you have weight to lose, I recommend you call Paige and her team. You'll lose weight starting the first week and each and every week until you get to your ideal weight. Awaken 180, six locations, but during this lockdown, they're starting client virtual. The same program from the comforts of your home. Simply log in to awaken180weightloss.com. Fill out the form online and start your weight loss transformation. Awaken 180 Weight Loss, the official weight loss program for the Boston Red Sox. We're here with Curtis Hall. Curtis, what is up? Uh, not much. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So where are you situated right now? Um, right now I'm back at my home in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, it's my room if you can see behind me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not much has really been happening. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, being home, I, I'm home too at my, you know, my parents' house. At, uh, it's that time of the, I feel like it's that time of quarantine. So yeah. Uh, for you, you know, you're at Yale. You, I take it your classes all went online. Mine did too. Mm-hmm. I'm at UMass, so you know that was the whole second semester just online classes. How yeah. were the how the how the online classes go for you? Um, I mean, it was it wasn't bad. Um, I wasn't happy about it, especially because our school um, took a universal pass fail route for all our grades. So basically, I just passed all my classes. Um, but I mean, it was it was hard to you know, kind of try to focus in on school still while being at home, and um, so I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully being back at school in the fall. Um, yeah, that's the hope. I mean, that there's school in the fall, and like you know, yeah. the great that doing the school from home thing was so weird. Uh, yeah. And for you, I mean, your season was cut short. You guys didn't have playoffs, right? Yeah. Well, we uh, we didn't have the second round of playoffs. We, um, Jesus. yeah, yeah, it was, 
yeah, it was it was a really big bummer for us and and a quick stop. I mean, we didn't find out till Wednesday that we wouldn't it was a Wednesday that we weren't playing and our season was canceled for the Friday game, so yeah, that's tough. I mean, I know like at UMass, like with Hockey East at least, they didn't even have their playoffs. Like they were just, oh, they really? were done. Um, and so for you guys, that had to be just tough. And for the seniors too. I mean, that that's, yeah. I feel like is probably the hardest to just have your hockey career just ended out of the blue. So on a more positive note, what sort of things have you been doing during quarantine? You know, have you picked up any new hobbies, you know, any new Netflix shows, yeah. things of that sort? Yeah, um, well, aside from, you know, trying to do as much training as I can at home, especially since we haven't, you know, haven't been able to get to any ice rinks or any weight rooms. Um, so aside from that, I've had a lot of free time and um, I've been watching a show called Succession. Um, and the big hobby I've picked up is actually, I've been trying to learn the guitar. Ooh. So I've, I've been uh, playing actually quite a bit um, and I'm enjoying it a lot. So it's a good time killer. That's a good, that's a good hobby to pick up. Yeah. So you teaching yourself through YouTube or are you taking classes online yeah. for it? Like how are you doing it? Yeah. Well, I, so I basically have always had a guitar that's just, it's like handed down from my family, but so I've always just had it and like always wanted to, to learn. And so I've just been doing YouTube stuff and nothing too serious, but you know, I've gotten some of the basics down. That's pretty cool. How long have you been doing it for? Literally since quarantine started. Oh, like really? From school, I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna play the guitar. I've always wanted to, so. That's pretty cool. I like that. And that's cool also. I feel like you can bring a guitar mostly anywhere. I mean, someday when you're traveling on the road, you can you know, play Definitely. in your room, I guess. That is pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah. And so how much are you working out right now? Or, you know, have you been able to get any ice to skate on? How's that been for you? I mean, unfortunately, I haven't stepped on the ice since our season ended. Um just because I literally have not been able to, but um, I think I'm going to, I think starting Monday, I'll be able to skate again. Um, I've been talking to one of my buddies from home um, who runs a rink, but yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to get to a weight room either. So everything has been um, body weight stuff that um, the Bruins sent out a program as well as um, my, my hockey team at Yale, they gave us stuff to do. So a lot of body weight and uh, you know, I've got, 20 pound dumbbells in the garage. So I use those as best I can. Um, but it's definitely tough and it's, it's a hard adjustment. I'm excited for, uh, you know, obviously everybody is for, for things to go open back up again. It feels like things are about to open back up. I feel like people are a lot more lax. Like I feel like April, yeah. everybody was panicking. End of March was like, just everybody was in a panic. Yeah. And now I feel like the nice weather's here. We're recording at one thirty on a Friday. It's 80 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it is in Cleveland, but here in, <laughs> in Boston, it is beautiful. Um, yeah, well, that's great. It's, it's quite the opposite here, actually. It's been thunderstorming all day. So We're I've supposed to get that. Bad. Yeah, we're supposed to get it in the afternoon, which is just uh, not ideal. But it's. I feel like now with the nicer weather, people are like, you know what? I want to go outside. Um, yeah. So maybe we're hopefully headed towards that. So let's get a little bit into your Yale season. Uh, you had 17 goals, 10 assists, 27 points, and I think it was 27 games. So you did have a point per game uh, pace. Um, you were a sophomore. How, how, you know, how did your jump in points take place your sophomore year? Uh, did you feel more comfortable? You know, sort of how was your year as a whole? Yeah, um, I definitely felt a lot more comfortable going into my sophomore year. Um, Coming off as a freshman, you know, I didn't have, 
I played well, but I didn't do nearly as, as well as I wanted to. So I, you know, was pushing a lot in the summer and I was excited for the opportunity um, going into this year because um, one of our top offensive players, um, Joe Snively from my freshman year, he was a senior. So he left and that kind of opened up a, a spot that was, you know, nobody really knew what was going to happen. And, um, you know, I had a good, good start to the season and it kind of just kept going. And um, yeah, I just, I kind of stayed level-headed and, and, you know, focused on every game. When that offensive spot opens, when Snively leaves after your freshman year, you know, he's a senior, when you're training after your first year, is that something you're going towards? Like, Hey, this is what I want my role to be. I want to be the, uh, you know, the main offensive guy for this team, or is it just kind of like, I need to just train in general? Um, you know, I, I definitely think about it like that a little bit. Um, but more in general, I'm just doing my best to, you know, get, get stronger and faster. Um, I wasn't thinking specifically, okay, I want to be the most offensive guy in the team now. And that's all I want to do. Um, I just want I, you know, I wanted to bring leadership and, um, you know, work hard. Like that's kind of my thing is, you know, I'm a hard two-way centerman and, and this year was great for my, for my offensive, um, abilities because I really got to show them. Um, and that was given just through, through more ice time, um, you know, which was, which was given from the hard work that I put in. So you mentioned the, the one thing that Bruins fans and the Bruins organization loves two-way center. That's like the, yeah. the thing. They, they love their two-way centers and that is exactly what you are, which makes it very, you know, it seems like a perfect fit. Is that, you know, with that in mind, has that been something you focus your development on being that two-way center, you know, cause you know, Boston loves their two-way centers. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that I'm staying very close to because that's always been, you know, the, one of the biggest parts of my game and especially as you know, in the next levels, I think that'll be more and more my role. Um, but you know, especially in the beginning and that's what, that's what Boston picks me for is for, you know, my big, big two-way centerman. So, um, you know, I'm definitely, you know, staying close within that. So growing up in Ohio, um, you know, obviously it's, it's pretty good for hockey, the area. I mean, it's not, you know, like Minnesota or anything, but it is a, a, seems like a hockey place for sure. How did you end up going down the route of playing hockey and what other sports did you play as well? Right. Well, I was kind of put into hockey ever since I was, you know, a baby. My dad played, um, for the Providence for a little bit. Um, and he was up and down in the minors in the AHL. Um, so I've been skating since I was, I think, uh, as early as I could have been, but I've been playing hockey forever. Um, and so I played for a local team in the area. And then once I grew a little older, I started playing for the Barons, Cleveland Barons. And, um, I had a great relationship with the coaches there and kind of the organization. So I stayed there all the way until I went to Youngstown. Um, and, and it was great. But besides hockey, um, I played a little bit of lacrosse in high school. Well, in eighth and ninth grade, I played lacrosse. And then, um, you know, I loved skiing growing up. I don't get to do much of that anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's, but, that, that's tough to do with hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nowadays, uh, golf is, is kind of my thing when I'm not playing hockey. So I take it you're pretty excited for the golf courses to start re- reopening? 
Yeah, yeah. They've actually, some of them have been open around here. I'm not even sure how, but I've gone a few times. Yeah, they're starting to open up around here too. Uh, I'm not a huge golfer, so but everyone on Twitter has been, the buzz has been, when is it opening up again, you yeah. know? But it's like, I feel with golf, the rules they're putting into play kind of ruin it. Like, if if someone's going too slow in front of you, you know, you can't right. get too close to them, yeah. you know? And so there's things like that where it's like, I don't know if I would still want to do it. But if I was a huge golfer, I probably would. So I'd, right. I'd do anything right. I would do anything right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we try our best to get by. So uh, was there any, po- any point in your career where, uh, by the way, the Cleveland Barons, I might be mistaking this, have an incredible jersey. Uh, and I think it was in hockey ultimate team and NHL and like one of the past NHLs I had these, yeah. like my primary jerseys. Yeah. That's yeah. how I was like, when you say Cleveland Barons, I was like, Oh, I know that team. And it was my, like my home Jersey for a little while. It's my hockey. <laughs> that's ultimate so team. funny. That tremendous that Jersey. That's tremendous funny. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I always, I always loved them. And I, that's so funny. You bring that up. Cause I remember those jerseys being in the, in the NHL game. Oh, those uh, were awesome. I got that in a pack yeah. and I was like, I gotta make those my, my unis. Uh, I don't know what, I forget what ones I have this year. Uh, but so, you know, was there ever a point where you thought you might do something other than hockey? No, there really hasn't been. Um, but that was, you know, I was kind of brought into hockey and it's always been something that, you know, I've, I've loved, loved more than anything. And, um, I mean, there were times where I'd be like, you know, a high school freshman or whatever. And like, I got to go travel for this hockey tournament, you know, every weekend and all my buddies are like hanging out or whatever. Like, but no, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And, um, you know, it's something that I've always, you know, it's always been my dream. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially it's going to be tough, you know, what you mentioned there, your friends are hanging out at home and you're going to, you know, five hours away to a tournament that, you know, that can't be easy, but Hey, it's been worth it. So for you, right, that is right, a good thing. Right. Um, you know, the, the amount of time that it takes to put into it, you know, there's, you know, you got to make that choice early, whether, whether or not you want to stay. So. Yeah. Especially now I feel like that's the huge like route. Like if you really want to be a hockey player, if you want to go to the NHL, do the route you did. You have to kind of make those sacrifices, which obviously you have. So how did you end up at Yale and what made you want to do the college hockey route? Right. Um, well, college hockey was, was always my goal. Um, you know, I never thought about going major juniors, even though I was drafted in the OHL. Um, but as you know, obviously college is something I always wanted to do. And then from there, um, I, Oh, you know, I was really interested in, in going to an Ivy League school or a really good edu- education school because, you know, I committed when I was a sophomore in high school, I believe. And at the time, I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure how much I would pan out. And, you know, I'm not even there yet. But um, so I wanted to go to a great academic school. And uh, they have a tremendous hockey program, too. And, and I love the coaching staff. So. I mean, it's been a great fit. What are you majoring in? Uh, political science. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing to major. That's actually my minor. So look at that. Oh, really? Um, cool. Yeah, that is. Um, and uh, it, I feel like it goes well with the whole journalism thing. So it, right. it, it makes <laughs> sense. Um, so, you know, you, you, you commit to Yale. Uh, and then you go to – when did you go to Youngstown? I went to Youngstown my junior year of high school. So I was 16. 
So, so you went when you were 16, and then you get drafted in, tw- in the 2018 draft by the Bruins. So you go fourth-round pick. Um, yeah. Leading up to the draft, what were your thoughts? Where did you think you might go? Did, you know, were there worries that you might not get drafted? How did that all sort of take shape? Um, you know, I was never too worried about it because I was just, you know, kind of focused on, well, especially that whole season, just doing the best that I could and doing my best to not, like, focus in on what teams are looking at me or, like, whatever, because um, it, really, it, it doesn't help me focus. So, um, but as for the draft, I mean, I really, I was just proud to, you know, be in the mix and be, you know, um, you know, be picked where I was. And um, I wasn't, I was I didn't have a specific place for myself where I wanted to be, but as soon as I heard Boston call my name, I was beyond excited. Um, and, and I had uh, all of my friends and family with me. We all, instead of going to the draft, I kind of threw a party at my house. So I guess you could say I'm making up for all the time that I missed. <laughs> yeah, I, that works. I mean, that, that, that's yeah. not a bad, uh, that's not a bad little uh, place to have your draft. So that was on day two, correct? I think yes. of the draft, right? Yeah. And so did they, did they call you before or was it, did you see your name come up on TV? They called me right after. Um, but as soon as I saw it, I got a call from my advisor and then right after that was Boston. So, um, but it was great. And then they basically said, okay, you need to, you know, you're getting on a flight and coming down for development camp in a couple of days. And that's right. So, development camp was like five days later. Yeah, which was like the craziest thing. For some teams, <laughs> for some teams, they they fly their players out like the next morning, which is which is crazy. Um, and I had no idea about that, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll you know see see in a couple of days. There's like no time to celebrate because I remember. Yeah. And the weirdest thing was last year's development camp, the Bruins lose in the Cup final June 12th, and then I remember we were so burnt out as reporters. From yeah. that whole, it was like a three month, just nonstop thing. And then they're like, oh yeah. And then development camps in a week and a half. And we were like, wait, yeah. what? And it just came yeah. up so quickly, but it, it is, it was wild. And that has to be so crazy. Like you're celebrating and it's like, all right, I'm right on a plane to Boston to go mm-hmm. do development camp. So just when you get drafted, um, is that sort of like, does it make everything worth it? All the sacrifice you put in worth it? Um, over the past couple of years, or is it just kind of another step? I mean, it's in the, the you know, the bigger, the wider span of things, it's definitely just another step. But, you know, for like myself and the goals that I've had throughout my life, it's definitely a big milestone, even though it's, you know, not, not anything of a guarantee of, you know, that I'll, that I'll be there, which hopefully I will. Um, but it's, you know, I have to look at it as if, you know, I, that doesn't mean I have to stop working or do anything differently. Um, so it sounds like you, it's, it seems like, you know, some might get drafted and well, I'll, I'll post it like this. When you get drafted, how do you keep the complacency out of your head? Like, Oh, I've made it, you know, I'm good now. How do you mm-hmm. kind of lose that, or not have that mindset and think I got to keep, I keep, got to keep going forward. I mean, for, you know, for me, it's, I don't think it's that hard because I could have been, you know, drafted a lot higher, for example. So I could have done a lot better. And, you know, I, that pushes me to, you know, be better than those other players. Um, 
Like, for example, when I was at World Juniors this year, I was one of, not that it even really matters, but I was one of the lowest drafted uh, players. Like, you know, a lot of them are like first rounders, second rounders, whatever. So that in itself was, was like an achievement for myself. Okay. Like I'm here with these guys who are, you know, way better or whatever. Um, But, you know, I can show that I'm just as, just as um, capable of, of, you know. So it sounds like in some way you use it as a chip on your shoulder in a way. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it it can go, it can go both ways. Um, But, you know, I don't take it in any way of like, okay, I'm drafted. Like I've got, you know, I'm cocky or whatever, but I just, you know, I'm really proud of it obviously. And, you know, I use it to keep motivating myself because I, you know, I know where I could be. So you brought up world juniors. How was that whole experience for you? I mean, it was, it was a great, great time. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Obviously, our result was a little unfortunate, losing out in the quarterfinals. But, um, you know, it was, it was great for, for me and, um, you know, my family. We all, we all came and saw. And, and you had a goal, right? Yes, I scored against Finland. I should, I should really know. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I should know, but. <laughs> yeah. I had How was a, that? Uh, how was that? It was it was great. Um and it was a go ahead goal. I think unless <laughs> it was a tying goal. It was either a tying goal or, or a go ahead goal, but it was just a surreal moment. Um and you know the rink there and all the fans were just crazy. So it was it was really cool, especially because you know, growing up and playing in some other USA tournaments and summer things, the World Juniors was always like, you know, for any hockey player that's like that's really big. So um, for me to, you know, be there and, you know, to, to score was, was amazing. And that's like the day after Christmas, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And how, was, I've always wondered, how is that? Like, that's, that's right after Christmas. Do you like, well, I'm not f- super familiar with it. Like how long is the process? Do you like miss Christmas? Do you do Christmas with the oh, juniors yeah. team? How does that work? Yeah. I'll, so I think I flew out on December 14th from Yale. So I was gone from December 14th. There was a week long training camp in Michigan where they cut down a few extra players and finalized the team. And then, um, yeah, so I missed, I missed Christmas completely. I missed new year's. Um, and like, I mean, you really miss it. Like we, when we were over there, we didn't do much besides, you know, lay around in the hotel and play hockey. There really wasn't even much to do. So, um, yeah, I, I remember Christmas day. I literally was just laying in bed with my that, roommate. That, that's going to be so it, weird. It was really weird. And it I mean, as honored as we were to be there, it was just a little, you know, depressing that we're laying in the Czech Republic in a <laughs> tiny little bed and, you know, there's, there's just nothing to do. And, you know, I guess being in the world juniors is enough of a present that yeah, maybe makes definitely. it all worth it. I mean, no one brought, no yeah. one brought an Xbox or a PS4 or anything. No, we didn't. We did not. Huh. Some other, some other guys might've, I'm sure they did, but um, no, I didn't. Are you a big Xbox or PS4 guy or? Uh, Xbox. Good. Yeah. I, I like to hear that. Yeah, I, I I play play a lot, especially in yeah. this time. <laughs> that I was just about to say that is like every night I feel like I'm on Xbox. What what games are you <laughs> into? Um, well, I was big into Fortnite, you know, as everybody was. Um, but I haven't I haven't played that in 
probably six months. Um, I've always been a big Call of Duty fan, so. Ooh, same here. I've heard rumors of Modern Warfare 2 coming back out, if you know of that game, so I'm really looking forward to that. I would love that. I bought the remastered campaign. I thought I'd play it. It was 20 bucks. I thought I'd play it. And I just, I, I've played a couple missions. I've already done it before, obviously. And I was yeah. like, this is really a big waste of money. And I don't have enough <laughs> space on my Xbox because Call of Duty Modern Warfare takes up everything. So I had to delete yeah. GTA and everything. But yeah. uh, we, my buddies and I have been playing a ton of Warzone. Yeah, uh, Warzone for sure. Def, definitely a lot of search, which is great. I feel like we're li- little kids again, just all playing yeah. together. Oh, we have nothing, we have nothing else to do. It feels so yeah. fun. I like it. it really um, is. So back to hockey, because that's what we're here for, and that's what matters, um, even though we could do a video games podcast, I guess. Um, <laughs> but so you've done two dev camps now, um, 2018, 2019. What big differences were between both uh, 2018 and 2019 for you? Um. You know, it's kind of this similar to to me going from freshman to sophomore year. I just felt more comfortable and, um, you know, going in at my second year and knowing the staff more and knowing the other prospects more. Um, it's a lot more, like, soothing and, you know, welcoming. It's like, hey, I'm coming back. Like, get to see everybody again. Um, and that was kind of – I feel like that's always been a big part of the development camps is, camps is more of just getting everybody together and – you know, really getting to know everybody and having a good time and, you know, with hopefully the people you'll be with in the future. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think we're having one this summer. <laughs> yeah, that's tough because that was always fun. Yeah, 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 it is a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I don't think – I think that I have a lot more to prove at, at the camp. So um, I'm really looking forward to the next opportunity. So – they always, it's not just hockey at these development camps. You guys go right. off after practice and do a million different things. I remember 2018, you guys went to a Sox game. There was yeah. one year you guys went up in the mountains, I think, anything along those this, lines. Yeah, we did this like solstice thing, this like retreat up in some, I don't even, it was just some like wilderness area. And we did a bunch of like group activities, um, which was a lot of fun. And then my first year, we also went paintballing the last That's day. That's right. Which I was actually not excited for. <laughs> you want to get pelted with a paintball gun? No, no, but it was fun. And what are uh, some what are some of your favorites, Ben, that you guys have done? Favorite what, sorry? Some of your favorite like activities you guys have done in development camp. Definitely the Red Sox game and then we got to do batting practice out on the uh out on the field. Um just last summer that one that was really cool um that was definitely my favorite I think if I remember didn't you hit like someone hit a home run didn't they yeah it was not me but oh it wasn't you some guys were cranking them um man who was it it might have been wolf wolf may have crushed a couple with development camp you know you go you're obviously with some top tier talent you know different round picks, different, you know, different prospects. Was there anybody over the past two years who you were like, damn, they are pretty good? Um, well, you know, I could really say that about everybody. Um, but some of the guys who have been there for a while, like Kaiser, I always thought was very good, and Stadnika as well. Um, but really when I, you know, yeah, I mean, everybody, it's – it's, it's hard to shine even because everybody's, you know, so well, so good. But um, 
when I've been there, I've been really mainly focusing on myself and trying to do the best that I can. So um, it's not too often I get dist- I'll get distracted by, you know, other, other players. Oh yeah. Um, and so how often do you stay in touch with the Bruins? Like during the year, uh, during the Yale hockey season, how much do you keep in contact with them? Yeah, they, I mean, uh, there's, there's certain guys that I talk to, but they'll, you know, they come to quite a, quite a good amount of games. I'd say maybe four or five games a year, which is, you know, in the ECAC, a good, a good amount. Um, and then we're always texting back and forth and, you know, calling and checking up. So it's usually a pretty tight connection. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> that's a good, that's a pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. good thing. Um, and so with the Bruins, I mean, obviously they're known, you know, the team's known for having a ton of veteran leadership, a ton of older guys on the team. Have you talked with any of the guys on the Bruins yet? And, and uh, you know, if so, what kind of advice have they given you? Um, I haven't really. Um, last year Bergeron came in the room and kind of gave us a little uh, speech to all the prospects, which was, which was cool. Um, but I do know Crowley just a little bit um, because we have the same advisor. So I've been introduced to him and, um, you know, we had a little chat, but that was my first year and he was just, you know, congratulating me on being drafted and, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, usually when the development com- camps come around, you know, the guys are, the Bruins guys are probably taking a break especially last year since it was, you know, just a week after their season ended. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then, and Crowley's a Ohio guy too, right? Went to university yeah. of Miami. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. The Ohio connection runs right. deep, I guess. Um, right. So obviously the main question, the big question, uh, you're drafted by the Bruins. Uh, you're in the organization. You're a going to be a junior at Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think it's going to feel one, one day when you put that Bruins jersey on for your first game? I mean, it'll be an absolute dream come true. And, um, you know, I can't even imagine what that'll feel like or, um, you know, it's something that I've worked worked for, worked for every day of my life and something that I'm going to continue doing, you know, until I, until I get there. Well, Curtis, again, thank you so much for joining. Um, you are the first, I think you are going to be the f- you're the first player I've interviewed for one of these, uh, for this oh, podcast. Great. Usually it's just media people use just uh, writers, but I said, Hey, you know what? We got to uh, <laughs> dive into some players. Why don't we start with Curtis Hall? But Curtis, uh, again, thank you so much for joining. Um, cool. we, I hope you have a great uh, rest of your uh, quarantine, get some more yeah. war zone wins, train a little <laughs> bit, finally get back on the ice and get some yeah. uh, golf games in. Um, yeah. And for CLS media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruce P listeners have a great rest of your week. Yeah.